This is 680 CJOB. Happy Father's Day to all you happy dads out there. And today is another great main ingredient show. I'm your host, Kevin Bergen. Why is it a great show, you ask? Because we're talking about beer. Of course, that makes it great. Specifically about the Flatlanders Beer Festival that takes place at the MTS Center next week, June 24th and 25th. And I have my friend, Kate Flett, who is a game day and events manager for the True North Foundation, and Aaron Albliss, who's a product ambassador for Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries. Hey guys, welcome to the show. How are you? Great, thanks. Good, how are you? I'm excellent. Uh, I'm excellent because we're here to talk about beer. Beer is one of my favorite topics. Um, So with the Flatlanders uh, Festival, I'm really curious to know, um, for those who haven't really heard of it, I know it's been around for 14 years, what exactly is the beer festival about? So the Flatlanders Beer Festival is a fundraising initiative for the Winnipeg Jets to North Foundation. Like you said, we're into our 14th year, and it's basically just a festival to showcase um, Manitoba local beer cro- uh, products, as well as um, 16 other countries that we're featuring beer and ciders from all over the world. What a fantastic idea. Aaron, where do you fall into place here? So this year we've expanded the festival to include some educational seminars. Um, you know, part of my role, I work for uh, the product education department, Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries. So it's a natural fit to help organize some of these education seminars. And it's a really good opportunity to kind of offer a different experience for, for attendees at the festival this year and give them a chance to have some hands-on learning about beer from, you know, some, some pretty high profile principles. Just perfect. Um, like I said, you guys, but this is the 14th year. So I'm curious to know what, uh, what keeps it going every year? Like what originally started it and what keeps it going each year? Um, well, it is a fundraiser. So that's the initial start off mm-hmm. where it came from. Um, so it was for the Manitoba Yearling Foundation, which is now the Winnipeg Jets to North Foundation. And basically what keeps it going every year is everyone's um, kind of interest in the beer market. It's really booming in Manitoba. The craft uh, beer segment is really booming. So people are interested in beer. People are interested in trying new things, um, different flavors, different palates, everything like that. So, And it's a great kickoff to the summer, to be honest. I mean, what goes better with summer than beer? <laughs> yeah, I think, Kate, I think Kate nailed it where there's, you know, she mentioned there's a lot of demand for beer right now in the province and there's a lot of levels to that demand. So you have, you know, some people who maybe weren't, maybe didn't like beer as much um, as they do now at, at this current time, because, you know, everything was a little bit plain Jane back in the day. And now we're seeing a lot of, you know, different styles, different varieties, um, you know, just different wrinkles coming from the craft breweries and, and, you know, interest in some of the new local breweries as well this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh it's a great time to, to be a beer drinker in Manitoba because there's, there's so much to see. There's so much to taste. There's something for everyone at Flatlanders. That's for sure. It's always a great time to be a beer drinker. Um, my next question you, you touched on, it's a great way to kick off summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, historically it started off. It was the festival was in September and it was at the uh, convention center, at the convention center. Yeah. And now it's at the MTS Center. Yeah. So this is our third year um, switching venues. So we're basically at our home. MTS Center is the home of the Winnipeg Jets and the Winnipeg Jets Junior Foundation. So it was a perfect fit moving it to the MTS Center. And then we kind of just moved it back um, to the beginning of summer. There's a lot of new product launches. So it tied in well with the festival timing. And then, yeah, just kicking off summer. Um it's a great it's a great time mm-hmm. what do you mean by it's a great time to be a beer drinker like i it's always a great time to drink beer in my in my opinion but i i'm kind of curious as, as to what you mean by that well you know first and foremost i guess some of the you know changes to the flatlanders festival is mm-hmm. is in direct response to the demand for beer in, in the province mm-hmm. um 
you know, I think a big thing of why I say it's a great time to be a beer drinker, especially in Manitoba, is, you know, the last brewery to open in this province was 10 years ago. Mm. And there's approximately 10 more slated to open this year. Wow. So, you know, it's the culture's changing. You know, there's always been the demand, but now there's actually, you know, some some praxis there where, you know, if you... If you like a milk stout, you might be able to get it locally. If you like a Pilsner, we have options for that as well, right? So no matter what your thing is, no matter what your style is, your preference, there's going to be, like I mentioned, something for everyone. And just the local, I'll use the term explosion in terms of um, the amount of new breweries that are opening up. It's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Um, Okay, so the festival itself. Let's talk about what people people can expect when they arrive. Like, is there a beer etiquette? Is there an etiquette to sampling? Uh, I'm not sure if there's necessarily an etiquette to sampling, um, but this festival, we've really worked hard this year to bring a lot of new um, enhancements to the festival. Mm-hmm. We've kind of uh, really taken um, what consumers have said and they want to learn more about beer. So we really expanded our educational sec- uh, segment. So this year, Flatliners has been branded with Learning Never Tasted So Good. So with that, uh, we're introducing educational seminars. So during each tasting, uh, there are two educational seminars where brewmasters will come in, talk about the brewing process, the ingredients, um, what makes a great beer, recipe pairings, everything like that. Um, and then... We expanded to the concourse this year. So what that's off, what that's allowed um, is for more breweries to participate. Where was it last year? So last year, where exactly was it held so at the MTS Center? Last year, it was on the ice level, yep. which is great. I mean, you get to drink some beer on you know the same surface <laughs> that the Jets play on. It's kind of sure. cool. <laughs> but uh, you know, based on the demand and also you'd mentioned sampling etiquette mm-hmm. to kind of alleviate some of the lineups and congestion, we've expanded the concourse um, you know, featuring, I believe, close to 80 booths, 244 products approximately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that just kind of, you know, along the learning never tasted so good theme, it just gives you more time with with the, you know, knowledgeable people who are behind the booth, you know, whether it be a brewmaster, whether it be a beer geek. Um, beer geek, I like that term. <laughs> and, you know, sampling etiquette, I would say drink responsibly. Uh, you're at a beer festival, but mm-hmm. everyone wants to get home safe and have fun. You want to be able to, you know, enjoy your experience and remember what you learned. And I would say once you get your sample, chat for a bit and then kind of, you know, keep exploring and kind of give someone else, uh, you know, give the person behind you a chance to, to get in and do the same thing. <laughs> you mean you can't just, you know, kick back and then hold out your cup again and just stand at the same place if you like the beer? I guess I didn't come across <laughs> as a very patient person when I was talking about it. <laughs> <Move> it. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. So let's talk about some pre-festival events. That are coming up. There's the, there's a couple that are coming up, right? One at uh, the Fort Geary Brewing parking lot, and where's the other one? Do you guys know? Barley Brothers um, by the IGF Stadium. And what exactly is going on there? Um, Granville Island is coming in and doing a beer dinner. Mm-hmm. So they're doing uh, basically uh, pairing beer and um, incorporating into their recipes, and it's um, oh, that's kind of cool, eh? Yeah, it's a more uh, small scale, so you'll really get to, uh, to interact with the brewmasters. Um, you know, pick their brain, uh, really get to know the beer, how to taste it, everything like that. That's cool. Um, if someone wants to go to that, how do they attend? Is that an invitation only thing, or? No, nope. tickets are available at Barley Brothers. Yep. Um, if you go to the Flatliners website, flatliners.com, mm-hmm. uh, there's pre-festival events and it has all the information on where you can purchase tickets and location and everything like that. When we return, Aaron has been so kind to bring in a few samples for me to try for you. 
That's how generous I am. I'm going to actually try a few beer samples just so you know how they taste. This is Kevin Bergen on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. Okay, I have more questions to ask, but maybe we can maybe sample some of the things that you've brought here and you can talk about them there, Aaron. That sounds great. That sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for you to say that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I took too long. I'm sorry, man. It's all good. Yes, yeah, so what do we got? Uh, so what we have, I kind of brought, uh, you know, I've been talking about variety of styles. So I brought, uh, you know, six different beers ranging from, uh, you know, a Pilsner from Vancouver to a Hawaiian coconut porter from uh, Alberta and uh, also brought the Half Pines Old Red Barn, which is a very interesting uh, style of beer. But I, I brought six beers that are all going to be featured at the festival that are a variety of styles. Um, and we can, there's definitely a lot to talk about. So we're going to start um, from lightest to heaviest. So we're going to start with Steamworks Pilsner. Uh, Steamworks is a brewery in Vancouver. They're actually one of the oldest brew pubs. This is a tough job, by the way. <laughs> Very <laughs> tough. We're, we're taking them for the team here. But uh, we'll start with with the lighter style. Pilsner originated in the Czech Republic. Uh, it's a lager style beer. It's great for summer. It's, uh, you know, get it nice and chilled down. It's easy to drink in the heat. It's sessionable, which is a polite way to say you can have more than one and not uh, have palate fatigue. So talking about how we're going to be trying these beers kind of lightest to heaviest, if people are at the festival, yep. you know, I suggest that they plan their attack. You know, I mentioned there are 244 different beer. Right. It's really easy to get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the festival booklet that you can kind of do your research ahead of time and, and mention plan your attack. Something else that's new this year, there's also going to be beer geeks strategically located uh, at the festival. Mm-hmm. They're going to be wearing brightly colored shirts. They're clearly identifying themselves and, you know, pick their brains if you're going to the Flatliners Beer Festival because they're there to help you do just that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you like Pilsner style, you're looking for recommendations. Maybe you like hoppy, you're looking for recommendations. Maybe you're lost and you need to go to the bathroom. They're there to help you. <laughs> <laughs> what is a good plan of attack? Like you said, we're right now we're doing lightest to darkest. Is that the best route to go sometimes, palate-wise? Yeah. You could do that, definitely. Um, you don't want to blow up your palate with high alcohol, flavored, you know, dark, rich beer at the beginning. Or maybe you do. Uh, there's 244 products, so it's really going to be hard to try them all. So when I say plan your attack, you know, go in there, kind of do your research, see what's go- going to be at the festival, and uh, kind of make a little map for yourself of which booths you want to go, right? Maybe you want to visit specific breweries. Maybe you want to try, you know, lightest to heaviest. Whatever your your game plan is for the festival, it's just good to have one. Right, yeah. So what do you think of Steamworks? I like it. It's nice and light. Yeah, it's nice. It's, uh, yeah, definitely light tasting and could definitely see myself having a few of these on the patio. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So sticking with, with BC, um, one of the new breweries that will be at the festival this year mm-hmm. is Fuggles and Warlock. Fuggles and Warlock. You know, it's been a while since you, you, you opened them with a bottle opener. It's been a while since I actually opened a, a bottle beer with an opener, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, twist off is always handy, but I, there's nothing like the sound of like... I know when you open it up. When you like, open yeah, it up and it's just good. like that fresh, fresh crisp. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it sounds something like that. That was not a beer being open. (laughs) I have practiced that noise. Okay. All right. What's number two? So number two is from the brewery Fuggles and Warlock. They'll be at the festival. They are brand new. They've been open for uh, less than a year. This is a product called Personas. It's a a West Coast Common. So 
Common's an interesting style of beer where it's technically a lager, but it's fermented like an ale. Mm. So normally lagers ferment at a cooler temperature and they take longer to ferment than ales. But this is a lager strain of yeast fermented at a higher temperature more quickly. Mm. So you have some of the qualities of a lager with some of the body of an ale. And again, sessionable style. I just kind of wanted to contrast, you know, the Pilsner with, you know, something that is a little more heavier, but still has that you know, nice maltiness and, and very clean flavor. Right, and that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Very tasty and nice amber color. Good amber color. There's like a it's like a hint of exotic fruit coming from the hops too, mm. almost like a lychee. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, uh, this is the first time I've had this beer actually, and Fuggles oh. and Warlock, if you like sessionable hoppy beer, you definitely want to check out their booth. It's not bad. I like it. Yeah. And the label's really cool too but I've never really said I've ever hated anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm not drinking that. That just doesn't happen. Are you going to Flatlanders? Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like it'll be a good place <laughs> that's, that's why I'm asking you questions for, for, you. For, my, you know, for my own visit. And what's a good plan? A plan of attack? Because really, I, you know, when you're going there, you never really think about that. You just think you're going to walk in and sample a whack of beers, right? Yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's your first time going to Flatlanders, it could, it could really be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but... It's been around for 14 years. We've got a lot of savvy veterans. Um, you know, opening up the concourse is actually room for more people. I mentioned that'll space things out. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll have some first timers there, but what I can't think of a better way to explore beer and learn more about beer and kind of, you know what, sometimes trying something you don't like steers you in the right direction towards what you, what you want. Right. right. So kind of neat like that. Next beer is from Saskatchewan. It's another newer brewery called Blackbridge. Uh, this is their IPA. So India Pale Ale, we're starting to get into more hoppy style of beer. Um, hops hey, I act- like that. You like hoppy? This, I like this, this one? beer. Well, it's got a good. nice finish there. Mm-hmm. It's not too bitter, which sometimes I find with mm-hmm. IPAs, but yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's it's really tasty. You've got that. You've got the hops coming the end, through. Right? It's a little fruity. It's nicely balanced. You know, Kate mentioned it's, it's not overly bitter. There's some nice malt backbone there. Mm-hmm. Um, what's kind of neat about, about Blackbridge is they're the only uh, craft-style Saskatchewan product that we carry right now uh, in our single-serve section. So when you walk into a liquor mart, you know, a lot of the products you try at the at the beer festival are sold in the liquor mart. There's going to be 32 unique products only available at Flatlanders, mm-hmm. and there'll be a retail store where you can buy those there at, at Flatlanders. But if you try something that you like at the show and you're in a liquor mart, it makes it really easy to dabble because, you know, a lot of these products, every product we've brought here today is available to buy as a single-serve option mm-hmm. so you can kind of create your own variety pack right so you know once you're at, at flatlanders you're learning more about beer you learn what you like you can kind of take that away and uh and it'll help with your your shopping experiences going forward we're going to try a few more beer samples while you guys listen to the news and the weather and when we come back we're going to talk more about the flatlanders beer festival this is kevin bergen on the main ingredient on 680 cjob this is kevin bergen from the main ingredient after the news weather and sports we're going to continue to talk to my friends from the flatlanders beer festival about the 244 products that are available to sample at the event this is 680 cjob welcome back to the main ingredient i'm your host kevin bergen we're talking about the flatlanders beer festival that's coming up on june 24th and 25th and i'm talking with kate who is the game day and events coordinator for the true north foundation and aaron albus who is a product ambassador for manitoba liquor and lotteries numbers wise how many people have attended in the past? How many are expecting this year? 
This year, we're expecting around 5,000. It'll be our biggest uh, Flatliners ever to date. Um, Just with the expansion of the concourse, it really allowed us to um, basically sell more tickets, which is awesome because it is a fundraiser at the end of the day. Um, In the past, we've averaged probably around uh, 3,500 or so, so Uh about 15 new uh, 1,500 new people will come in and sample some awesome beer. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, we, it's also been extend, expanded to three shows. So in previous years, uh, it's been Thursday, Friday, 7 to 10. Yep. This year, it's Friday, Saturday, with uh, 7 to 10 on Friday with a VIP ticket as well. Yep. And then Saturday, there's a matinee, 1 to 4 p.m., and then there's a, an evening show, 7 to 10 p.m. Nice. More so, shows is always good, right? Yeah. And, you know, that's something I think adds value for the, the breweries that are participating because they're able to get their product in front of more people, right? Right. Um, next product we have is from Ontario. Uh, this is a product that actually has uh, Manitoba roots because uh, the brewery is called Old Tomorrow and uh, it's called Monty's Golden Ride. This is a, a oak barrel-aged beer to honor John Montgomery's gold medal As in Whistler. stares at me yeah. from the bottle. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's a partner in this in this brewery as well. Um, what's really interesting is Oak Age beers have been around for a long time. Uh, you know, what we've seen in our market is Innocent Gun, and Innocent Gun will actually be facilitating one of the Ed seminars, uh, actually the first Ed seminar on Friday night. But what's interesting about Oak Age beer is just like hops, they add flavor, right, and aroma, and they just add a different wrinkle. So this product's been aged in barrels that used to hold rye, and rye whiskey. Yep. And as we know, rye has kind of a spicy note to it. For sure. And wood has like nice vanillin kind of character. Mm-hmm. So it it's a really interesting product. Uh, I really like it because it's got a Manitoba connection to it. Mm-hmm. And it's just different, right? It doesn't taste like what you'd expect when you think of like classic beer. It, it's got more flavor if you are maybe a foodie. If you are looking for something with more flavor, if you're, you know, maybe marinating a pork tenderloin, something along those lines, uh, you know, going with an oak age beer can just kind of add that extra dimension, that extra complexity. Uh, and it comes across as really smooth. You have a great job. I'll tell you that. One. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Actually, you know, all the beers that we've tried so far, I like them all. That's yeah, good. And this one too, I, f- I was worried it'd be a little heavy, but it's nice. It's mm. got, it's like a lighter finish. I like that oak aged. Yeah. If you were to look at the color and, and just think of an oak aged, you know, beer, you're thinking it is going to be really strong and really heavy, but it comes across as, as Kate mentioned, you know, kind of medium bodied. Right. And it's kind of a good canvas to, to showcase some of those flavors that we were talking about. Uh, so the next beer is extremely interesting. It's also oak aged. It's actually been barrel aged in former bourbon barrels. It's from one of our local breweries, Half Pines, and it's the second release of Old Red Barn. Uh, named as such because it's it's a Flanders style red ale. Uh, it's what's known as a sour beer, and sour beers are you know kind of emerging from the underground. Um, there's a variety of styles, uh, different levels of of sourness, and different kind of taste profiles. You know, sour beer can range from light and citrusy to kind of really complex, reduced soy sauce, fish sauce, uh, balsamic vinegar type flavors. Wide range. It's a wide range. And I guarantee you haven't had a beer like this before. Just reading the label, it says, try it with buttered scones with sour cherry preserves. <laughs> Did you bring I, some? I hope you guys brought yeah, I don't know if I've ever had beer in scones. I didn't bring scones, but <laughs> yeah. I brought scones. Is that okay? <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Smells very good. Yes. Yeah, so that is different. It's, hey? it's very different. Um, what's neat about this, it hasn't been released in three years Ooh. because it took three years to make. Uh, the last time this beer was produced, it sold out in 30 minutes from the brewery. Wow. So if you're coming to Flatlanders, this is a product you need to try because you may not get to try it again for a long time. It, yeah, it's so different. But like as soon as the taste kind of leaves your mouth, it makes you want more. You're like, oh, what What was that taste again? Mm-hmm. Like that was, that's good. Yeah, acidity is, is, is crisp, right? Yep. I'm trying to compare it with something, but I can't. It's very complex. Um, something else really neat about this product is you can actually cellar this or age this like a wine. So one of the benefits of, of, or one of the interesting points about old red barn is if you're going to buy it, maybe buy, buy few because it's limited availability, but you can enjoy one now and then you can enjoy one in two years. You can enjoy one in five years. Mm -hmm. And because it is so complex, kind of like what, what we've been talking about, it's kind of hard to put a finger on exactly one, one flavor. Uh, that'll continue to evolve and change as it ages. You know, to me, I get I get a little bit of kind of balsamic vinegar, vanilla, mm-hmm. anise, but it, there's so much going on with this beer. You could you could just sit back and enjoy it and pick it apart. Yeah, the vinegar portion I definitely taste, and I, I like that taste actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, this style of beer, uh, great for you know special occasions, special meals. Perhaps you're not a wine drinker. Uh, you know, it, it'd go great on any table mm-hmm. and uh, definitely a little more of a, of a nerdy style, um, you know, kind of a, an accomplished palate can really appreciate it. But what we're seeing is a lot of kind of new beer drinkers really enjoy this style because of that acidity. Hmm. Mm. Kate, how come you always finish your sample first? <laughs> well, I mean, it's been 14 <laughs> years of Flatlanders, so. A lot of practice. <laughs> yeah. A lot of practice. <laughs> We'll be back in a few minutes to give you more details about the Flatlanders Beer Festival, which is next weekend, uh, June 24th and 25th at the MTS Center. The Flatlanders Beer Festival takes place next weekend, June 24th and 25th, so you may want to get your dad a ticket today if you are late giving him a Father's Day gift. Um, and I have my friends Aaron and Kate to talk more about it. So why is an event like this important to craft beer makers? You know, I would say it's an opportunity for them to showcase their product and I would say beer festivals are fun, whether you're whether you're a craft brewer or if you're an attendee. But I think the big thing is when craft brewers come out to Flatlanders, the main thing they're trying to do is is educate you know the public on on their products and also on the brewing process. You know, craft brewing brewers themselves, there's a sense of community there. Mm-hmm. You know, like in Manitoba, we have the Manitoba Brewers Association, and so when they all come together, it's a great chance for them to not only you know, educate people about beer, but to network, you know, like they've got something in common where, you know, this is their, their passion. This is their lifestyle where they're, they're working for a brewery and there's, it's been known. Um, there's been a few collaborations known to come out of, of such events like this, where when you get beer geeks and brewers together and and they start talking about beer, you know, that's kind of where new things are, new recipes are born, new ideas are born. And I think, you know, it's fun to talk about beer. I, we're all having fun today, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah talk, it's terrible drinking. It. Talking yeah. about beer is fun. But I think this year with some of the changes that have been made, you know, kind of expanding the concourse, opening it up to more breweries, more people, and then having that chance to really educate people on beer with the education seminars, you know, I think Flatlanders is has got a lot of, you know, clout within the Canadian brewing industry. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that simply with the volume of, of booths that we have and, and the selection of products, you know. People look at Manitoba and Manitoba's, you know, 
beer scene really seriously. So that's another reason for, for brewers to come out to this event. Right. So it's from year one to year 14 now, I'm sure the event has changed dramatically, right? Just from the amount of brewers and dif- the, d- the different kind of beers that are available now, that are being brewed now. Yeah, I mean, this year alone, we have 20 more booths. Um, so I think that speaks huge to the volume of... Uh, 20 new booths. Yeah, 20 new booths. Wow. So, And each booth can have up to four different uh, products to sample. So, I mean, that's 80 new products right there. Yeah, so, wow. um, it's yeah, it's been amazing. And so this year, I think last year we had close to 160 beers. So, yeah, we have about 85 new products, new products to sample, which is just unbelievable, and it's awesome. And um, as to what Aaron said earlier, there really is something for everyone. If you say you're not a beer sa- a drinker, I think it's just because you haven't had the right beer that you know you like so far. Um, I don't think you can come to a festival like Flatliners with 244 products and not find something that you like. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is this something we haven't tried? Yeah. We have not tried this one? We have one last beer. And what is this? So this is from Alberta. Um, again, one of the newer booths, newer participating breweries, um, to Flatliners this year, it's it's from Brewsters. So, if you visited Alberta or Saskatchewan, there's some brew pubs. This one's coming out of Alberta. Uh, it's a porter style beer, so it's darker. There's more specialty malt to it. Not quite as heavy as a stout, mm-hmm. and it's been flavored with coconut. I like it. So it chocolatey to me. Yeah, yeah that that mm-hmm. chocolatey flavor is going to be coming from the specialty malt. Mm-hmm. When I talk about malt, you know, typically it's it's malted barley. And a great analogy for where dark beer gets its color from and some of its flavor is to think of think of other things that get toasted. So in the malting process, after you've you've germinated the barley and started that conversion of starch into sugar for brewing, you need to stop it from from germinating further or growing. So you you dry it and you effectively toast it. So if you think of coffee beans, bread, cocoa be- uh, cocoa beans. You know, the darker the toast, the the deeper, richer the flavors, and that's kind of where you're getting some of that that chocolatey coffeeness to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, flavored beers are definitely, you know, emerging as a big trend as well. Um, a lot of them are great for summer. You see fruit used a lot, but you can really flavor a beer with with anything. You know, herbs, spices, pumpkins, just whatever. The possibilities no are endless, like right? Yeah. And, I, and I like this beer too because it's it's one of those beers that you don't want to judge a book by its cover because it does come out very dark, but it's not a super heavy. Like where you feel like super full after right, what you get sometimes, but it's like complex in its flavor and it's it's really nice. Yeah, porter style of beer typically will be a little softer than a stout. They're very close. They're both dark beers. You know, they're very closely related styles. But yeah, this is a product. Uh, you know, a coconut porter really interesting, and you expect kind of this big hit, kind of what Kate's talking about. Totally, but it's, it's so super subtle. Yeah, it's it's very balanced, right? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily super heavy. Mm-hmm. It's terrible because I've said I've liked everything. Oh, yeah, I like that. Oh, that one's good. Oh, that one's fantastic. <laughs> you, you did preface the conversation saying you'd liked everything, though. So you're just living up to your reputation. Yeah, well, hey, what can I say? Okay, let's get down to basic information as we wrap up here. Um, where and when, how do people get tickets? So Flatliners is next weekend, June 24th and 25th at the MTS Center. Tickets are available through Winnipeg Liquor Mart locations and through Ticketmaster. Um, if you hop on our website, flatlandersbeerfest.com, there's uh, all sorts of information where you can buy tickets, um, more information on the festival, everything like that, educational seminars, the pre-festival events. Um, yeah. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. Thanks for yeah, having us. I, yeah, I really, this last one, I really, I really like it. <laughs> the coconut, really good. coconut yes. porter. And I don't even like coconut. That's a strange thing. I really, mm. I really like this beer though. It's nice and chocolatey. Awesome. Right. Thanks, Cheers. you guys. Thank you. Thanks.
Well, that was a tough show to get through. This is Kevin Bergen on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. I hope everyone has a happy Father's Day weekend. This is Kevin Bergen from The Main Ingredient. I'd like to thank my friends and guests, Kate Flett and Aaron Alblas, for filling us in on the Flatlanders Beer Festival, and that takes place next weekend, June 24th and 25th at the MTS Center. Um, if you have any great show ideas or want to contact me, I'm on Facebook. My last name is Bergen. Just uh, become my friend and shoot me a note. Everyone enjoy the day, especially you fathers. This is 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.